Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. know what's going on here i literally have no idea help <laughs> we're, we're 20 whatever <laughs> hi hey hello welcome back to 20 whatever Ooh. episode two those baby we are back and i said in the first episode we were gonna stay in our color coordinated outfits for the second one but we wanted to get more comfy yes so. yes, yes. The vibes, get yeah. Brian's got her uh, uh, heating pad. I do, I do. <laughs> we are yes. cozied up. <laughs> we, are, we are cozied up. We got the blankets. We got the, it's it's vibey around here. I love how this set really does feel like it's just a living room. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like in the first episode we really just like I I like forgot we were filming. Yeah, which like is a good thing I think for the vibes, but maybe a bad thing because I might say some things and I'm like, oh, crap, do I really want to say that? Right. <laughs> or also I notice I'm like sinking into the couch i'm like yep. hold on i need to like <laughs> i get know my i know together. i keep just getting uh, but that's yeah. good that's okay. good just sink just let yourself sink yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you viewers kick back and relax Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about uh making friends in your 20s and uh, let me tell you yeah it is it is freaking hard it's so yeah. much harder than when you're little I, or not even little let me try say younger yeah. because in middle school high school you had friends just because you had to see somebody every yeah. single day. Like, right. geographically, you were forced <laughs> to see this person every single, like, if they're right. in your classes and stuff like that. And you just kind of have to make friends to even not survive, but I kind of want to do say survive, no, kinda, yeah. you know, because you want to be able to be a part of the pack and fit right. in and you're trying to make friends. and But you see these same people over and over. And even if you didn't want to see them. You saw him. You saw him. Right. Yeah. Right, right, Which right. Which is so different to what we always chat about, about adult relationships and how it takes so much more work than when you're actually just forced to sit next to someone in, in the class. Or, right. Yeah. And I think it's making friendships and also maintaining friendships. Yes. Because honestly, yes, yes. I feel like I'm pretty good at making friends, but I'm not so great at like maintaining my friendships because mm. I'm a really bad texter. And like as an adult and being busy and being a mom, like... I can't be around my friends all the time. And like, I am a horrible texter. So like, how do I maintain those friendships? And that wasn't like an issue when we were younger. You weren't because sometimes I'm seeing them every day. Yeah. Or yeah. you just didn't even have a phone. Like you, what you had to do was you'd hop on Facebook when it finally was like a <sighs> thing. We didn't have I didn't have Facebook this like for a long, long time until Facebook originated. Like, right. you know, and that's where you'd hop on and try to see okay, who am I going to put in my top five? And oh what music God. am I going to set to my background? And stuff like that. But, and you didn't have, 
you know, you'd see them the next day if, right. you, if, you, if you didn't respond or something. I feel like I have the opposite with you. Yeah. I like can make friends, but I like don't really know how or like where I'm supposed to be going to make these friends. But mm-hmm. like, I hate to say that it, but so I'm funny. a great friend. You are a great friend. Like, you are a great well, friend. Well, and I think that honestly, you you are the reason that we kept our friendship going when you moved to New York. Mm. I was poor. I'm not good at I'm not. I'm horrible <laughs> at like maintaining friendships and like calling people and texting people. But when we you would and then we would see each other and it would be like the same. Yeah. And so like if you were like me, would our friendship have continued? Probably not. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And that is so interesting to me that you're saying that you're like, I don't know how to make friends because I feel like from the outside, people are like, are you kidding me? You don't know how to make friends. Like, look at you. You're just so bubbly and chatty. And like you, you're hard to make. Yeah, right. Like Like, I wouldn't want to be your friend. Everyone wants to be your friend. Right. I'm accepting friends in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess maybe it's not maybe making friends, but having authentic friends come of it. Yeah, because I'm not, yeah. I think that's probably what it is. Because like, yeah, I can like go up to somebody and like talk to them, but like. And be friendly. I want to, I can be friendly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I I don't, I really, really care about my friends. And so I'm like, any of this needs to be like worth it. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and that's the other thing in, in your 20s is like, we don't all have the amount of time that we had as teens. Right. And so it's like, how do, who is, who, which friendships do I want to put the time and effort into? Because I can't, I can't have 50 friends like it, I did in high school. And what's right. so funny is when we were in middle school and high school, that was the prerogative. We needed to, our, our goal was to have more, friends, yeah, more to, friends, to make more lots friends. of friends, to have friends. And that was the main goal. But when you become an adult, you obviously have more things added to your plate. You need to, right. if you have a home, you need to keep the apartment. You need to keep right. the house clean. You have kids, you have dogs, you have boyfriends. You're trying to set a, a routine to work out, grocery shop. Right. I feel like I'm grocery shopping every five seconds. Right. <laughs> you know? And also like back then, like it, friendships were like extremely important. That that mm. determined status, mm-hmm. that determined like what your extracurriculars looked like after school, yeah. like Ooh, before yeah. school. Like all of that was like, that was like the drive for it. Like yeah. it, it was important and you needed that in your like social like status as a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and you're like, guess what doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. All of that. It's mm-hmm. like, so, yeah. how do my friends make me feel? Yes. Who do I want to be around? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, especially being in a relationship, it's very easy to just allow that one person to be your everything mm-hmm. and to be like this person is my best friend this person my pillow's falling this person is my best friend this person is the one that i go to to talk about funny stuff to talk about serious stuff like yes your partner is a lot of things for you but i feel like one of the most important things about having friendships is that that partner that one person does not have to be every they don't have to meet every need for and they you. can't right. even and they if, can't and you even if you wanted to yeah yeah, yeah. And they sh- and they shouldn't. Agreed. Like, you have friends for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And like, also like, you can't complain to your partner about your partner. Right. That's also not right. how that goes. <laughs> like, you need to be able to go talk to your girls and be like, "Can you believe?" And you believe what Stephen did today? <laughs> exactly. Can you exactly? Well, and I think it's it's one of those things too where it's so easy to just kind of, especially in the pandemic, let friendships fade even when they do mean a lot to you. Um, that's something that, like I said, with me being bad at texting, I have really struggled with. 
especially in the pandemic, because I had a lot of friends that were like more casual friends, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would see them maybe once a month, go to lunch, go to coffee, hang out together, go to an event. And those friendships, I feel like really suffered in the pandemic. Yeah. The people who I were like my top closest friends, you know, like my the three people closest to me, the people I see all the time. I still made the effort to continue those friendships. Right. But it's like the casual friends that I feel like I really kind of fell out of touch with in the pandemic. It's kind of like convenience versus inconvenient friends, right? Like the people you were already seeing, obviously that was going to make it easy for you to keep in touch. Right. But the people you had to go out of your way to speak to or like hang out with. And that's why when you're younger, you have so many, quote unquote, you like you have such a big friend group where you're just like, well, I see these people all day, every day. It's and convenient. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you're like no longer on the softball team or something, <laughs> something I, that I've noticed even like as I'm an adult when I do musical theater shows. Like mm-hmm. when I am in a show, I see these people at rehearsal all the time, especially after tech. You're like, how could I be without you? We Ever. are so close. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're working on like an art piece that is just so emotional that you're like, I'm so connected. Yeah. And then. All of a sudden, the show ends, ends, (laughs) and then we all have to resume our life, Mm -hmm. and then it's not as easy to see your castmates, even though you still care about them and you love them, and the the friendship that you share at the time is not any less valuable. But it's just like, does it fit into what you're currently doing and chasing? I guess right, no, right, right. And like, I also feel like once you remove the rehearsal aspect of it. What are we actually talking about? What do we have mm-hmm. in common? What, what do we have in common besides the show and all the shit we're talking and <laughs> all of like the hard dances we're learning? Like outside of that, what is it that we're like, right. discussing? As but it's interesting saying that and talking about that because Ryan, you met both of us through a show. That's true. Like, right. and these yeah, friendships, can yeah. all, all of us. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. true. And, and those friendships continued. Yeah. But no one else in the cast. (laughs) No No one made the cut. No one made the cut. But then you think, right. So then you remove the show, right? Clearly, there was something there that was beyond the show. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I think it's when you meet someone through an activity like that, right? Whether it's like a sport, art, theater, a shared hobby. Mm -hmm. When you know your friendship is deeper than that is when you no longer talk about that thing. Mm-hmm. right like when we hang out we don't talk about like oh, remember when we did les mis right <laughs> like right. oh theater this and that like we rarely talk about theater at all right because we have so much to talk about other than that right mm-hmm. and i think as i have kind of stepped into the world of trying to make mom friends mm. that's been kind of a litmus test for me of like okay do we do we only talk about our kids mm. oh, you know right. or like or do when the kids are gone do, is there other things that we have in common? Right. And and it's also fine to have friendships of convenience. I was right, just going right. to say, but yeah. not even of convenience, but having friends of different uh, groups, I guess. Yeah, like you yeah. can't have your mom friends to just to- talk about totally. babies and stuff. And we still enjoy, I still enjoy them. Like there are some friends who I only see at Grace's playgroup and we have a great time at Grace's playgroup. Right. right. And I think we all kind of understand it doesn't have to go beyond that. But then there are other friends where it's like, Oh, I, th- I think there's something here. Like, right, right. like, maybe we could hang out without the kids. Right, <laughs> outside of this shared activity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that one thing with shared activities moving into uh, more long-term friendships or relationships, sometimes it is one-sided where that person's like, hey, let's hang out, let's mm. do this. And you're like, oh, babe, like, oh, no, no, no. I only see you at this place. 
Mm-hmm. I'm also so afraid to be that person on the other <gasps> end. Oh, and I think sometimes that keeps me from reaching out and being like, hey, let's like hang out outside this thing because I'm afraid that I'm going to be the one who's like annoying. Oh my Aww. gosh, I didn't even, well now I'm me, I'm gonna be honest, I feel a little insecure now. I'm like, oh my God, have I ever been like, hey, let's hang out? And they're like, yeah, totally, I'm just really busy. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. I have been. Know. I've been Is hard pushing. I def- I, ha- <laughs> me. Well, I definitely can name a time that I was like, hey girl, let's hang out. And she right. was like, that's, I'm really busy. And like, I believe though, that. Because that's why you continue to have those friendships. Right. Someone like me who just doesn't. And then like, maybe that would have been an amazing friendship. Right. right. Maybe I should have just, gotten past the am i being annoying thing right who cares if you are being annoying yeah who cares they don't have to hang out with you but also maybe you were that person but also like you can feel the vibe i am very much like you're feeling what i'm feeling like we can do a thing Mm -hmm. outside of this and i feel like it's hard to not feel that i mean obviously some people don't feel the vibes and that's like fine yeah but kind of like you're kind of like I like you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than what we're doing here. It is really like dating in a lot of ways of like, yeah, I like you. I think you like me. How do I go past the just we see each other at this thing and actually like hang out? It really, yeah. it feels like asking someone out on a so, date. So, you, yeah. you want to get some coffee? <laughs> right, right. You're like nervous. Want to come back to my place? Palms are sweaty, like <laughs> yeah, losing yeah, yeah. one, yeah. Friendships, are, adult friendships are so much like romantic relationships where you have to work at them you have to feel out the vibes, yep, you know, and yep. just actively be showing up for that person or sh- making sure that the relationship is still authentic to what you need and what you want mm-hmm. as you change. Because yeah, yeah. there's so many times that I've had people in my life where I'm like, I love you and I couldn't see my life without you. And sometimes you're like, um, you know, we are still friends and I love you, but I feel like I don't have to see and chat with you every single day because I am, I am busy and it's yeah, nothing right. personal. Um, I have no less love for you or what we have, but maybe that's not where it's not serving me as much mm-hmm. right where I am or where I want to go. I think yeah. also I've gotten to the point in my adult life where like I never really have like fights with my friends. And right. when friendships end, it's never really like a big dramatic thing. It's like a fizzle out, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Like, yeah. do you remember the days of like middle school and high school, like having like full <laughs> on like fights with your friends not friends anymore by the way so dramatic (laughs) and i'm like i'm glad that i'm at a point in my life where like two people can just kind of decide like yeah you know this friendship isn't really serving us anymore Mm -hmm. doesn't even have to be a conversation just kind of fizzles out and it is what it is yeah and like then you when you run into that person it's like exciting and positive right but you don't necessarily feel the need to be like and let's rekindle this it's like no it's okay do you think like when that happens i mean obviously sometimes it just fizzles out and like it's whatever but sometimes do you think like something happens or you start feeling like i don't really think i want to spend that time Mm -hmm. with this person anymore yeah and but do you think that both parties feel that or do you think it's one person like pulling away i think it might be like relationship like a romantic relationship where sometimes you can tell and sometimes you can't tell and sometimes one party pulling away makes the other kind of do the same like mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If someone starts like being a little more closed off, a distant, distant, yeah, yeah. maybe you start doing the same thing, yeah, yeah. or you're reaching out more, like, hey, or like, da, 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 yeah, your... are we good? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like checking in. Yeah, I think something I've really tried to do too is like looking at do I like the person I am when I'm with this friend? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not just like, oh, do I enjoy my time with them? Do I have fun with them? It's like I've, I've had friendships where I'm like, man, I really don't like who I am with this person like 
I become like kind of catty. I don't know. I just I I think you're very much a product of the people around you. For sure. And I have had friendships where I notice like there's nothing wrong with them Mm -hmm. at all. Like and they're a good friend. But I I don't think this is bringing out the best side of me. And Mm -hmm. I I get kind of like the ick about myself. Yeah. Mm. And and, and it's not even saying like, oh, because they're a toxic person. It's just like there's really we're creating a toxic environment by the two of us being together. Yes. Not saying like one person is one way or the other. It's just together. It's feeling like a toxic environment. And Mm -hmm. then there are friendships that are the opposite where you're like, oh, my gosh, I love who I am with them. And they make me feel so good. And that's how I feel with you guys. And mm-hmm. really like our whole team for yeah, like yeah. Sierra Schultz Inc. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like everyone around around me and all of you guys. I'm like, I love who I am with you guys. Like I feel like I'm the best version of mm-hmm. myself. And and finding friends who bring that out in you is so hard. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and to that, I also feel like I've been checking in with myself saying, not only do I like myself when when I'm with that friend, but how do I leave? feeling after hanging mm-hmm. out with that friend like how right. do they make me feel and obviously you are in charge of your own emotions and all that stuff but there's definitely a part of you like you either leave feeling refreshed or a little bit more like i don't know I, like more anxious i guess yeah, or, you just or don't like know insecure yeah. or like, yes. you know? yeah. oh my gosh i like i i feel like i don't really have any friends in my life right now who make me feel that way but in the past of friends where you leave hanging out with them and you're like did I say everything okay? Like, <gasps> am I wrong? Are they talking about They're me now? They're probably talking about me yeah. now. They yeah. probably, and like overanalyzing it. And I hate that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Uh-huh. So from, because we've talked about middle school, we talked about adult selves now. When was the first time, if you remember, or around, that you kind of like noticed that feeling? Like that mm. became aware because I feel like there's a time where you're just trying to like get along with everyone you're trapped at school with. And it's very like we're making the best of the situation. And mm-hmm. then as an adult, there's a certain point where you start feeling your feelings and noticing that people don't mm-hmm. feel good to be around. I really think that that did not happen for me till I was about like 23, like after wow. after college, because even during college, I was still trying to. That was my, that was like not only get good grades and get a degree, but I was like, I need to find lifelong friends here because that's what I've been told that these are the friends that are going to last forever. Jokes on me. Like sometimes you really just don't click with some people and that's so fine. Right. Obviously I made tons of friends in college and love them all. But again, they moved away and you just don't, you can't maintain the connection as much or you don't feel like it will serve you. And it, it, I think my friends in college serve college and that's what they were supposed to do and that was it and that's okay and that doesn't take away from any of the fun times or like what we actually felt for each other but right now like in your lives do you guys feel like you're you're happy with the friendships you have or do you feel like you're you're seeking more friends i am happy with my friends right now but i maybe both (laughs) yeah but i think that there's a part of me that also has a desire to make connections and make more friends and so I, when I first moved to L.A., I was like, I need to have more L.A. friends. How do I go about this? Like, I can't just start chatting at my barista or like, you know, you can. Right, and right. I am friends with them. But like, they're my friend for when I go in the coffee in the morning and the catch up, you know, like right. you have your friends in different circles, I think, yeah. as you grow up. And I was like, I just want to have so, like have friends and I kind of want to make friends that have a boyfriend or something like that. So we can do like double dates and things like that. Um, so I was like, I'm going to try out this Bumble BFF thing. Mm. And I heard about it. And so I made myself a little profile just like Bumble. And but I was like pushing pictures with my dog and my boyfriend and just saying like kind of things that we like to do and trying to find like more couples 
who like to do what we like to do. And you wouldn't believe that there's just so many like nice girls out there that are messaging me like, your dog is so cute. It looks just like mine. We should totally get coffee. And just there really is a desire out mm-hmm. there to make friends. Like you even see it when you're on TikTok scrolling. They're like, hey, besties, I just want to make some friends. Like if you live <laughs> in the LA area and it right, has right. thousands and like so many notes and people are like, me, 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 me. Like I want to make more friends. And I think that there's something in your 20s that we're still like, how do we make friends? Yeah. Well, it's like the most innately human thing, right? To like seek connection mm-hmm. right. with other humans yeah. and other people who have similar beliefs or live in the same place or right. are in a similar stage of life. Like that is the like at our core, like one of the most human things we do. Yeah. And I think like, especially because of the pandemic, it's like, how do we even speak to people that we know? Mm-hmm. Now you want me to right. go outside and like <laughs> talk to I someone don't I don't know? know? Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think that was another thing too. Like me moving to LA like mid pandemic, like, obviously and greatly i had paloma and we like i was like i don't need anybody else like this is this is fine i'm good you know like that was my friend i lived with her and we you know we did stuff and we hung out and whatever and i was like i've like i was starting to be like i really feel like i want more connections with people who have either similar struggles or someone i can really really relate to and so i was like oh like you just want black girlfriends like you just want <laughs> right you know to talk about the things that you struggle with and you want to feel connected with that mm-hmm. and so that's like kind of where i'm at in life like obviously like i'm i love my friends now like i have really good friendships and good relationships but i think that there's something to be said about wanting to be in friendships and relationships with people that can relate to you mm-hmm, right? whether that's that time of your life that you're in like you with like mom friends or people that have boyfriends and, you know, can go on dates and stuff like that. Like people that relate to the things that you're going through in life. Mm-hmm, right. And so I think that it's been, especially as a black woman, like there are so many things that like I can explain to you all day long how I feel about stuff and you can understand, but you can't like fully get what I'm trying to say. Right. Or like feel like, like you can sympathize, but you know, you can't like truly mm-hmm. really understand we and can support, but we can't relate. Exactly. And you you do, you need people who can relate. Right. Because how helpful it is, I mean, you know, Paloma and I try our best, but right. how helpful it is, is it for us to just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You have to deal with that. Gosh, right. that's awful. That's horrible. That's not the way it should be. It's like at the end of the day, that only goes so far. Right. Mm-hmm. And also like explaining stuff like is, can be really exhausting. And like, I don't want to have to explain. I just want to be like, this happened. And then you'd be like, Damn. That sucks. I get it because yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then we talk about it and then we move. So I think like I'm kind of in that stage right now where I'm looking for more meaningful friendships, especially with black women. Because one, we just like really need each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm at a point where I'm like, OK, I'm moving into like my later, you know, 20s and things are getting a little weird, a little dicey, <laughs> you know, and espe- I mean, especially now, like things are bleak. Yeah. Yeah. So with wanting to make more friends who are black women, how do you even go about that? Like, are there like black spaces where you can go yeah. and like, like, wh- wh- where do you go? So there's this actually like it's like popping in L.A. right now. I've seen it all over TikTok. It's called the Black Market Flea. And basically it's like a flea market and it's all black owned businesses. Um, And they have like DJs and special performances and food. And it's like all everything there is black owned. It's black excellence and these people dress so like 
help me. Like the next time I go, I need to like <laughs> shop. Like they look so good. And everyone there is looking for connection and everyone there is based in LA. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, these are people that I can see other times, other spaces. And it's a way for black people to connect without feeling like we have eyes on us. Cause mm-hmm. that's the thing too. Like if a bunch of black people are, in an area and there's a, a lot of them and then there's other people, it does kind of feel like fishbowl Right. Um, and this is a space, obviously like if you're not black, you can go and like, it's fine, but it's not for you. Yep. So if you go there, obviously know that and you know, occupy the space the way appropriately and like, you know, li- experience the culture, whatever. But it, it is a very, um, warm fuzzy feeling yeah. to be like surrounded by black joy mm-hmm. and so when i was there i was like buying all this stuff i spent so much money help <laughs> but i was just so like oh my god this is so cute hi i'm ryan i'm this and that and like da 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 and i was just like chatting everybody up and you know getting instagrams and tiktoks and everything like that and i think going to more of those things that are made for friendships like made for connection building is the way that like I should like that's the way you should go about it. Like if that's what you're looking for, and even like, not doesn't have to be even black women. Like if you're looking for something specific, like more queer friends or whatever, like try to lean more into like those queer spaces that are meant for them. Actually, that's what I was gonna ask. Is you feel like with black spaces like the black flea market that it's similar to like LGBTQ plus spaces, and that like allies are welcome there, but like this is not for you. Like yeah. you can come, right? But like be aware. Yeah. Like everything else is for you. Yeah. So like you can come, but mm-hmm. it's not for you. I definitely think it's like that. And obviously, like there are people there that are not black and nobody's like, uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, hey, like join like it's fine. Yeah. And like this is totally for everyone. But like this is a place where we're here to uplift, mm-hmm. support, and love black people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know it's a safe space. It's very much yeah. like and there's my friend Valentina. Like if you're going to go to those spaces like you you need to be there to support and uplift right. because then it's kind of tokenizing. Right. right. Do you feel like if people are like, oh, my God, we're going to the black flea market. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're going to the gay bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a spectacle. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Instead right. of, OK, exactly. why are you, are you going because you're going with your friends who are there? Right. Or because you want to support black business or LGBTQ plus business. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's the other thing, too. Like if I'm going to go to a space to make a friends of, you know, whatever. And all of you take up that space. And I'm like, then what am I doing here? I came here for this. Yeah, and right. all of you are here. And this right. is not what I'm looking for. Because if yeah. I wanted white friends, I'd just walk outside. Exactly, exactly. You're going with the intention to make friends, but knowing that it's going to be a safe space. And yeah. you right. don't want, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I am retracting and now I don't right. even want to. Right, right, totally. And you, Sierra, being an influencer, do you think that it's a little tough to maneuver making friends? And yeah, I think I think it is because there's when I'm when I'm meeting someone new, right? There's always that thought in the back of my mind of like, do like why do they want to be my friend? And I think maybe that also comes back to some insecurity of mm. that it's very easy to go, well, they must not actually like me. It must because mm. be because they want something from me right right and i think that also has been made worse by having a couple experiences like that where it becomes really clear that like someone who i thought wanted to be my friend really just wanted my platform and so i think i do tend to be pretty protective of that and what helps a lot for me is that most of my friends are friends i've been friends with 
since long before I started YouTube. Right. So I'm like, I know why you're here. Like, you're right. here for me. We're right. friends. We've been friends for a long time. And so, like, I know that they they like me and they're here for me. And so that, I think, is maybe one of the reasons why I hire a lot of people who are my friends. Right. <laughs> Obviously, it's fun to be around people who I'm friends with. But also, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I know I know what you're here for. Right. Y- we're friends. And you support me. And you like, support through me. And through, yeah. Yeah. And, and also... I think when I was a small influencer, it became very clear who supported me and who made fun of me. Mm. I, it's, it's very easy now having a million subscribers for people to be like, Sierra, I knew her. We were friends. Da, 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 da. Right, right. But like there were people who made, made so much fun of me when I started my channel. Mm-hmm. And now they want things from me. Right. And there are people like Skylar who literally was like posting my first video on her Instagram and like commenting right. on every video and like hyping me up from the very beginning and it's those friendships where i'm like oh you and ryan you were like that too like literally the day i started my channel i remember you were like i'm so excited for you like this is amazing and like it's so (laughs) great having those friends who i'm like you you were hyping me up the same way when i had five subscribers versus when i had five hundred thousand versus where i am now Right. right and i didn't forget the people who made fun of me I think they maybe thought I forgot. Maybe they forgot because right. they asked me for things. Sierra, can I get tickets to Whoops. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I will say the one thing now that has been very complicated navigating as an influencer is uh, making new friends and not being sure when I tell them. I was going to ask. I'm like, <laughs> wait, so when you meet someone, obviously you're not just like, uh, so I'm a YouTuber, but well, maybe you do. I don't. I think it might be better if I did, because then I wouldn't have this nagging anxiety that they're going to figure it out. <laughs> right. And then, they're going to find me out. But also, I don't want to, I feel like it comes across as so entitled, and maybe mm. entitled's not the wrong word, but like having a big ego to be like, Hi, I'm Sierra. I'm an influencer. Right. I uh, my job. I make YouTube video. Like that's come on. It's not giving gonna, very like, like when you say fiance. Like there's something. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with saying my fiance influencer. But it's saying it's like, it, like, it makes me cringe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you so, think like it's well, what 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 do you say if someone's like yeah. oh so what do you do? I say I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a lie. And then if they oh. if they pry after that, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I work I work in social media, and I just leave it at that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then usually people don't ask. Um, the one awkward thing I'm having now is <laughs> with making all of these mom friends. It doesn't right. come up because we're talking about our kids and we're hanging out. I have like a a group that I hang out with at Grace's uh gym class, and then a group for her play group too. And I don't think any of them know. Um, that is so funny. But I love this. And at the beginning, it was great because, like, I don't want to bring it up right away. Right. right. But now, it like, it's been like six months. When okay. do I tell? Now it feels like I'm hiding something because right. it's been so long. And for you to like unload that now, they're like, oh, okay, well. So now I'm I'm trying to figure out. A- so if you guys have any ideas, let me know how I can like casually. Should I just send them maybe- this episode? Scream! <laughs> uh, you should. Maybe you just like. Maybe when you're in the parking lot or something and like you see them like walking to the car, you can be like vlogging, like pull your camera out. Oh my God, I would, I would die. I would die. I would die. I do, she would When rather. do you start vlogging around friends? Like when do they oh. reach the point of friendship where you're like, I can, I could do this. Oh gosh. <sighs> it's never. I was no, going to say, because not her, friends, her friends already know that not she's in an front, Not in front of them, but, but like in your, them. no, in no. your car oh. and they can see you. Like that's weird. That, like that might be a good idea. That might be people a good who idea. don't do that. Like people who don't like it's weird to hold up a camera and like literally talk to it. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. But like 
Well, and then and then if I do that, then they because I think now it is so much more normal to be trying to be an influencer. Right. Yes. So that may be a good way to kind of like drop that seed without like going into the whole spiel and like, literally just being like, also, by the way, I'm an influencer. OK, got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just say because like uh, pretty much all the moms in the group are stay at home moms and I'm the only one I think the only one there might be one other who works part time, but the only one who works. So I'm always like, hey, I got to go. I have to go to work. And I just kind of leave it at that. And so I like literally I just say, oh, I have to go work. I just right. don't say what I'm doing. So that's been like the awkward thing lately. Is there a part of you that like wants to tell them so they like know, I guess? I don't know. There's I want to tell them so that I don't feel awkward about it anymore. Like I'm hiding something. Right. But also I really like not having that be a part of our friendship. Mm. Like I was saying with that insecurity of like, are are they using me? Do they want something from me? That is not a thought in my brain right, right now. But also at the same time, maybe someone does know and they just aren't saying anything because I haven't said anything. Because right. if there was an influencer mm-hmm. I knew of and all of a sudden I was hanging out with them and they didn't mention it, I don't know if I would mention it. Because maybe I'd be like, maybe they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't think I would mention it. Yeah, I think I- I'm trying to think if I would because because I don't know. Maybe I'm just so blunt. And I'd be like, oh, my God, girl, I didn't know you were like on the Internet. I saw yeah. you, you know, like, <laughs> right. And then, and then in that moment, you're like, oh, my gosh, I really didn't want to say anything because I'm embarrassed about it. But yeah, you right. know? yeah. And in that moment, you can kind of be like, I you show yourself where you're like, I, I honestly was just embarrassed because, you know, right. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, and going back to your question about like, when do you vlog in front of someone? I'm I'm totally cool pulling out my camera and like just filming myself, but I'm never quite sure how to ask someone, A, do you want to be on camera? Right. B, are you comfortable with it? And C, like, do you understand like the implications of this? Right. Right. Because I don't want to put someone on camera who feels like they have to do it for me. You know, like, right. oh, Sierra wants to vlog. So like I should do it for her. Right. But also at the same time, like. Not every friendship I have has to be on camera. Right. So like I have lots of friends who I don't I don't vlog with. I don't post about. Right. But also like if someone's down to be on camera, like totally let's vlog together. Like let's do it. So it's like trying to figure out how to ask someone, hey, totally fine if you don't want to be literally not a big deal at all. But do you want to? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Because if you do, I will. (laughs) I think I've been I was on your channel. I was in your vlogs before we were ever friends. Because of. Because of mutual friend, yeah. yeah. So I feel like the way that you asked people that you weren't on that friend level with was really direct, required a lot of consent, was really good. You were like, "Hey, I'm going to vlog. Is that cool with everyone?" Yeah. And then I was All like, right. "Do you mind if I show you in the vlog?" And people would vary. They'd be like, "Yes, no," and you'd be like, "Okay, thank you for letting me know." And you would just do your thing. Yeah. That's another thing is that people don't know from watching the vlogs because, of course, I cut it out because every time I pull up the camera, you don't want to hear me go, "Hey, can I, well, can I film? Is right. it okay?" Every right. time before I film with literally anyone, I say, yeah. is it okay if I film you? Whether it's like a store employee, right. like a friend, a family member, I always ask. And so uh, that's been something that's really important to me. And also if I'm showing someone's children, um, of course I ask, but I also send it to them to watch back before I post it. Mm. But even if it's a millisecond, a montage, whatever, if someone's kids in it, watch back. Because right. there might be something you don't want to show that I didn't catch. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like with this situation, going back to like knowing if they're like using you or just like there for like the vibes, like what situation, your situation is so specific. Like you go to the play group or you do the thing. If you tell them and people start to switch it up a bit, it is going to be very clear 
and yep. obvious. Yep. Yeah, you tell them all of a sudden, they're like, oh, what are going to my birthday oh, party? So do you want to <laughs> <Yep. laughs> go to this concert, Sierra? And they yeah. weren't doing that before then. Right. Like, like, we've been here for six months and we haven't had that. <laughs> and yeah. now all of a sudden. Right. But right. it is that complicated thing, right? Of like, okay, I want to share this part about my life that is so big, but also I do not want to come across as like egocentric. Right. Right. I do this. I have a podcast. I have a business. Like, that's right. so annoying. And also, right. like, I would be influencer annoyed. is such a broad word too and it like, has such a negative connotation yeah. if i say i'm a, a small business owner which is true like i i own a corporation right uh, which all of this operates under the response i get versus i'm an influencer so different right because those two phrases those two titles have completely different connotations small business owner you were like oh my gosh let me support you in right. anything you need Girl baby boss. yeah yeah Influencer, they're like, mm. oh, well, you we see you take pictures you, for the internet. You, you love probably that. live in yeah. LA, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I had, uh, mm, I'll just say some someone adjacent to me. I'm not going to say the, how the connection is because I think that would give it away. Huh? Uh, when I said that I was, uh, that I made videos online, they said, oh, what, like a porn star? <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, like, just flat out and first of all like let's not shame sex workers like no. if i was a porn star that'd be fine right but second of all you know there's other videos on the internet right you're like okay so what are you watching you that's my first like, reaction like, yeah you're doing porn like yeah maybe, maybe that's the only thing you watch on the internet but let me tell you there is a plethora of content that is right. exactly what came to my mind i was like the first thing just okay so that's all you consume if that's the first thing that pops into your mind <laughs> no what tea. are you watching yeah. my, my guy tea. girl what's yeah. going on <laughs> And I kind of want to chat about ladies. Talk to me. When now that we're in our adult relationship or r- adult friendships, how and and you mentioned Sierra about like friendships like fizzling out sometimes. Mm. But how should we, or if you guys have any advice, like what does one do or say or have a conversation with this friend if you're having like an adult breakup, like an adult mm. friendship breakup? Like you're like I, you want to talk about it rather than just. Letting it fizzle. No fizzle. I think that's my problem. I would just rather let it fizzle. Mm. I'm like, let's, let's, I just let it fizzle. But maybe that's not the best. Maybe, right? It would be better. I think it depends on what you want the outcome to be. Uh Why do you want to have the conversation is so that you can get your peace out and they can know that like this is what it is or is it to try to rekindle? Maybe it's like you're giving them the opportunity to speak and you guys can have a conversation and if it works out, then we can move on. And if it doesn't, then we end things here. I think it depends on like what you want, what the goal is. What you is. want. Yeah, yeah. And I think if the goal is to rekindle, absolutely have that conversation. For sure. But I think if the goal is to end it, maybe just kind of leave it. But maybe that's me being like bad. Avoidant. <laughs> Let- Avoidant. <laughs> Let me go even farther. Do you, how do you think we know when we're like, okay, I kind of want to fizzle out or... I kind of need to have a conversation. I think it's that, do I like who I am around you? Mm. Do I like the way I feel when we leave? Right. Mm. That's at least it for me. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I hear that, but I think that so many times that when I've been racking my brain about a situation in the past like that, where it's been like, but I've known them my whole life and like, mm. they're such a good person. Like, I, what do you mean I'm not going to be like, BFFs with them or something like right. that? It feels like personal, you know? Like, and And so you're like, what is better? Do you just like fizzle out or do you have a conversation? And I guess like Ryan said, you just got to figure out what, what you want. want. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's deep, girls. Because also, like, depending on the situation, like, if there's something that you want them to know, mm-hmm. like, whether, whether that's something that's been hurting you or, you know, something that they said or something that they do or whatever, you can, if and maybe this is helping them to be a better person or even just acknowledge that they've been doing something, you know, that's affecting you, that also could be a reason for a conversation. Like, you said this, you did this, da-da-da-da-da, this is how I felt about it and whatever. If you want them to be aware of like the things that are negatively affecting you. I think that when we were younger, at least personally, I was like afraid to have that conversation. And that's where this is like all stemming from like, what should we do? Because (laughs) I feel like when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to. I was afraid of having that conversation because sometimes people weren't good for it with confrontation or like Mm -hmm. having that conversation. And then after talking about like, hey, girl, you're kind of not being like a really good friend that hurts the other person and they feel a type of way and defensive. then and defensive and then no matter what it ends up fizzling out. So then I just said all this about my heart and like now we're not even friends and now you th- and now you're telling people like, you know, it could be right, like a situation right. like, oh, well, she doesn't want to be friends anymore because blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But right. That's, no, right. I mean, high school, of course, but. No, but just, I mean that, that people. You can. Yeah, you. Yeah, I guess like you got to just risk that conversation if you want it to last. It, you yeah. Know, and you if want you them. want them to know about themselves. If you want to tell them about themselves, you fully can. You can have that opportunity. And I think you just have to go in and know that you are okay with whatever outcome. Yep. Like, you can't be like, I told you all this so we can, like, yeah. blah, 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 you blah, blah. You have to be okay with it going either way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how, like, when you, you know, when you're talking romantic relationships, you're like, all right, don't want to bring this up because it's going to be weird. Yep. But I guess I have to if I want to keep being with this person. Right. And, and if you don't feel that way, I have to be, you have to be okay daily. Like, they could wake up and not want to be with you. And that's just like facts. And there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. Yeah. So you have to all be like, okay, today is good. We doing good. We're going to have a weird conversation and hopefully <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> fall apart. But like, if it does, then right. Then it does. Well, I think also like in, in long friendships, like when you've been friends with someone for a long time, you've probably had at least a couple conflicts that you've gotten through. And so with a newer friend, when you're having that first conflict, mm-hmm. it's that like, is this going to make or break the friendship? Right. Are we, is this where it's going to end? Or if we get past this, we'll probably be a lot closer. Maybe that's why we don't, as adults, we don't have that many friend blow ups or mm. fights because as adults, we just kind of like step back and evaluate like, is it serving me? Maybe mm. I just remove myself and I don't have to see you every day like in right. high school. So I can make that choice. I can handpick my friends now. Yeah, And I think yeah. that's what makes the, the adult friendship so, so special because it's either my break time from my husband, my kid or the, my work life or anything like that. And I'm choosing to spend with you. Yes. Right. I think as an adult, because we're so much more busy, it's like if I'm choosing to hang out with you, like yeah. you're really important yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because think of all the things that I would have done in this time. I could have taken a long bath. I could have done my taxes. <laughs> I could right. have eaten some hot Cheetos while I watched Star Wars. But I am here with you. Right. Yeah. And so you matter to me. Yeah. yeah. And and I think maybe that's also why, I mean, maybe it's not all adults, but at least me. I have a lot less friends now than I did as a teenager, but those friendships are a lot more meaningful. Yeah. And they're Agreed. a lot more deep. And yeah. um, I think I'm a lot closer to the people yeah. that I'm friends with. Agree. And also, like, as an adult, people come in and out of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In phases. In phases. And so when friendships do kind of fizzle, you're like, ah, oh, right. You know what I think are my favorite types of friendships? The friendships where you don't have to see each other all the time. 
maybe you go months, maybe sometimes even years without seeing each other. But you always have this understanding that like, yeah, maybe our lives don't really line up right now, but we love each other. And when you see each other, it's exactly the same. When you uh, pick up where you left off. Yes, exactly. I was just talking to Ryan about this. Yeah, I was yeah. like, there's just some people that I can see and I, it's been years or so, something and it feels like n- not a moment has passed and yep, you're just right. like, oh my gosh. Like, and you just feel that connection and that's so awesome that we have that as like, like you can do that with friends where you're like, I feel this amazing connection. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's hang out. My group of childhood friends is like that. Yeah. I, we, there's six of us. It's three families, two sets of siblings and we're all the same age gap. Um, All boys except me. And we are all, you know, doing our own things, living our own lives. But we get together usually like once a year and it is the same. And I just saw them all last weekend at my brother's wedding and we cried together. And we were like, we were talking about like how important these relationships are. And one of the guys came up to me and he put his arm around me and he was like, Sierra, I need you to know that like. I am the man I am today because of you and your brother and your. So- I'm like gonna cry, oh, and I, I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. And like, oh, it's not God. like we even talk or text, but like we we all have this understanding that like there was a time in our lives where we spent every day together, and now we don't. But we yeah. still have that understanding and that love for each other, and like it's so special to have those friendships. And actually, it's interesting because that's how Kenzie and I were for many years. We were really close in high school. We like both kind of were doing our own thing in college, but we still had that understanding of when we get together. And then five, six years ago, our lives kind of lined up again together. And now it's like, you know, there there was never a pause. Right. right. Have you guys had conversations with friends that actually ended up like working out and you guys were able to like talk and yes, figure many. it out? Yeah, many. Yeah. Yeah, of same. like uh, setting boundaries yeah. and just kind of I've also had friendships where like we take a break for a little while mm-hmm. and then we like come back to it and like things are normal again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think that was that was one thing for me that I like I, I put so much value in my friendships and I like care so much that like I tried obviously like everyone to avoid like any conflict or whatever. Mm. But like when I feel and I think maybe this is just specific to me, but like when I feel like I have to talk to some like if I don't this friendship will literally end Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you the opportunity to hear me and have a conversation and I don't think I will have a conversation if I'm not looking to better the the relationship why even have the conversation conversation? yeah Yeah. uh, that's that's such a good point if someone is taking the time to have that conversation with you I think it's so easy to immediately get like hurt Mm -hmm. right and feel like I, at least me, I feel like I kind of go on the defensive. Like I'm being attacked. They right. don't like me. Right. What did I do wrong? But it's like if they're having that conversation with you because they feel like that friendship is worth saving. Yeah. And like that's really wonderful and beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like, like we keep saying, it's just like romantic relationships where like you don't get to, like you don't avoid, like if your partner is doing something, you you don't have a problem being like, what you're doing is ridiculous and I need it to stop or whatever. You don't have a problem having that conversation with your partner yeah you can have that conversation with your friends yeah i feel like too talking about like romantic partners and stuff there's that thing i think we've talked about this once before of like uh it's so important to hang out with your friends sometimes without your partner yes and like it's great sure if you want to bring your partner group hangs couple hangs whatever but i feel like it's when you can't hang out with your friend without their partner being there that it starts to feel like there's this like wall Please, yes. if you have a significant other, 
and you feel the desire to only hang out with like other people with just them, it's like, please look deep and try to solve. <laughs> and also and know that we all know and we're all not for it. Yeah. yeah like, I, oh, are they coming? You yeah. guys. Oh, they're bringing their boyfriend, I'm sure. And it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to include your significant other at all, but it's like, you know, there's, we had a relationship and a, we had a friendship right. without them. Right. And, and obviously when you add that third person, no matter what, the dynamic's going to become different because I'm sorry, but your boyfriend does not know all my deepest, darkest secrets, right. girls. So right. when I'm inviting you to slumber party, you're like, Oh, well, I'm going to bring, what do you mean? Like, I I really have suffered in the past where, like, I have some, like, a girlfriend that just, like, will not let go of the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And the boyfriend will come to every event and she won't go anywhere without them. Me the boyfriend. Don't you feel the vibes? Don't you know we don't want to? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Come on. You know, what's funny, too, is I I see some parallels in that with, like, uh, like, with Grace and with having a kid of, like, I I like to hang out with my friends with Grace, but also sometimes I like to have one-on-one time with them. But that's not always possible to like get a sitter and stuff. Right. right. Why are they bringing the boyfriend? He doesn't need a babysitter. Oh, right. Like my when someone gosh. brings their, their child, it's like, yeah, sure, maybe this isn't ideal, but like it's hard to coordinate right. childcare. And even for me, like I have a huge support system here. Steven's always, you know, able to watch Grace and my family. It's still hard. Your boyfriend <laughs> don't need you a don't, babysitter. You don't need a babysitter, <laughs> right? Get, tell him to go play his Xbox. What are you right. doing? Right. Like, why right. can't you just? And I, maybe <laughs> me, my anger is showing me. But it's like, <laughs> let's let's think about it, you guys. Why can you we not like be two hours without them just over right. coffee, over dinner? Like, why must he come over drinks? I don't get yeah. a girlfriend. And it kind of, I I have definitely found myself like. I should have said something, but instead I'd just be like, okay, because I'm a very more the merrier and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Like if they feel like safer bringing them around and like more happy, I guess, because that's why they're doing it. I don't know. Like it's hard too because it's also not necessarily like you don't like the boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like But you seem like I I just want to hang out with you and that's okay. And how do you but how do you ask, like, hey, could you come but not bring Jack? Like (laughs) Oh my gosh. Right. And you seem a little like angry about it. So with that, like setting, how do you set that boundary, mm. right? Because if if it, especially if it's at every time I invite you over and you bring in somebody, like when do you have that conversation? How do you have that conversation right. without making it feel like you're attacking them or that you don't like their partner? Right. But like, that's a boundary and that's fair. And if like, that's something that you need to like bring up, you definitely should. Because also maybe you don't like their partner and that's also okay Okay. yeah and like for whatever reason you don't even have to have a reason really but like i think that's another thing too like that's boundaries within relationships and like at what point do you say something how do you say it because you want it to resonate obviously right yeah i feel like that's something i am not great at I, i i've gotten better i've gotten better i think for a long time with like friendships and stuff if i felt like i needed to set a boundary i just wouldn't Cause I felt awkward about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh well, I guess this is just the way it is. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if we just, what if I just said, hey, the way this thing is going down is not working for me, so let's not. And I think I've gotten better at it in mm-hmm. the past couple of years, but I think just boundaries in general were not something I was always great at. Yeah. No, I still struggle. <laughs> me, I am currently actively trying to implement boundaries because. I, I that that people pleasing within me that it's just like I want to make sure that ev- no one's feelings are hurt because at the end I think that's what I always go back to where I'm like where well, I love them so much and they're so great like it's okay I can look past it or maybe they'll they'll change or something yeah. I don't know but 
you're right, Ryan. Like putting that boundary obviously sets up for more of a successful friendship. So I think yeah. I'm a, I'm afraid of hurting feelings with Ugh, my friends. Me too. Which is funny because I'm real. You know, when when I said I'm not good at boundaries, I started thinking more about it. I'm actually great at setting boundaries with my family, and mm. I think with work too, because I'm just like, yep, this is the way it is. But with friends, I just like I'm like I'm like, gosh, why do why do I <laughs> Why am I not afraid to offend my family? <laughs> right, right. Because I also have boundaries with my parents, my siblings, grandparents. Like I'm very clear with my boundaries, but with friends, I'm just like, don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. I agree. I completely agree. I don't. I wonder why that is because I feel do you guys, like do you guys feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I Paloma's feel like, like shut up. <laughs> Ryan tells Paloma just shut. I feel like it. De- it depends. But if I care. Mm. And if you are actively hurting me or actively like negatively affecting me, yeah, I have to say something. And I don't think I was able to do that until I had to do it with my family. Mm. Then I was like, well, if I can tell my parents what needs to go down, I can tell, I anyone. Can tell anyone. Yeah. And when I did do that for myself, I felt better. Mm. And it, it didn't necessarily work out for me, in that situation but it has worked out for me with my friendships and like if the friendship ended and it needed to end then i was okay with that and if you can't respect my boundaries and like we, this absolutely should not be a thing and that's so interesting too because on the on the other side of the friend like let's say i'm doing something that's making someone feel uncomfortable that's violating a boundary i would so much rather them just tell me right, i hate right. the guessing game i hate the are they mad at me? They kind of give me a weird eye there. Did what I say offended them? Tell me, please, because I would love to just change what I'm doing right. to make things better. Because I probably didn't even realize. And the reality is, they probably didn't even realize. Right. So why am I so afraid to set boundaries with friends when I'm like, yeah, please just tell me. I'll, I'm fine. I can take it. Right. Let's let, let me. It's that same thing. Can't take your own advice, you know. Right. You're, you're, you're like, right. obviously, I, I them, they could do that, mm-hmm. but me, but you, well, I don't know. I, right. I really could hurt someone's feeling. Yeah. But I guess we need to get to a space where it's like you need to truly stand in, like, if they're not serving me or not just serving, like, s- serving me emotionally and like growth wise. I want to be able to show up as myself. Yes. And speak about things that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel so. You, we should understand that if they don't like that, then probably we shouldn't be that like in that situation. Anyways, like we shouldn't right. be friends if you have a problem with me speaking up about what is bothering me. You know, right. um. So I and guess we just have to work on that boundaries. Thing. Also, like <laughs> you telling them whatever it is, almost always is yeah about maybe their actions or something, but it's about you. Yeah, it's you're saying hey, like. I need I need this thing yeah. or I need like you're you to worried stop doing about this thing. hurting their feelings, right? But they're hurting yours. Right. And you're not and if you don't say anything, one, you're allowing yourself to continue to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And you're not even giving them the opportunity to stop what they're doing, to even right. hear you. Like mm-hmm. they again, sometimes they don't even know. Yeah, most of the time probably. But I, like if you give if you tell them, they're like, Oh my like I am so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a friend who was also a very bad texter, but I so I had like the conversation where she was like I was like, Girl, I feel like you're blowing me off. Like if you don't want to be friends, like just let me know. And we had known each other for so long that I felt okay. Wow, me looking look at me back in the day, st- setting up the boundary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it wasn't like a thing because the first thing that she said was 
oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was doing that to you also because you're so important to me and I'm just a, such a bad texter. And she really explained it to me and I could see her phone lighting up with 400 messages Aww. and I'm like, okay, this is seriously not about me. So moving forward, we are still friends to this day and I just simply know that I have to text her three times and be like, hey girl, this is the third time. She's like, I'm so sorry, hey. Right, and, and that you know she's not ignoring you. Exactly. It's not personal. Right. It's not personal. It, that's just how she is. And if anything, I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna call you in five minutes because mm-hmm. then I can like get an, a more an immediate answer. And I should be okay with knowing that that's how, sh- how she is and being friends. Like, you know, I could choose not to be friends with her if I don't like the fact that she can't text me back or yeah. someone's right, late right, right. Or, or something as you can't change them. Yeah, you know, right, I'm not here right. to change my friends. Um, right. So I guess but that doesn't mean that they have to stay your friend. Ex- yes, exactly. It, they d- it doesn't mean that uh, they have to stay our friends. And so I guess being more authentic to ourselves mm-hmm. would, would yeah. get us more authentic rela- friendships and relationships. Ooh. You know, P, something you said really like kind of stuck with me of like you want friends where you can show up as yourself. And I think when when I met you in Big Bear, that was one of the things that really drew me to you was I felt like I could totally be myself with you and then after big bear when the three of us were hanging out more Mm -hmm. i just felt like it was talking the three of us hanging out felt like i was the version of me that i am with people who i've known my whole life like and and that was another reason i really wanted to do the podcast was i was like i don't feel like i have any sort of a front up Mm -hmm. and i i like to think i'm a i i'm pretty good at being myself most of the time but we all code switch Mm -hmm. we all have different versions of ourselves that we are based on who we are with and I think the most authentic version of me is is brought out only by a handful of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan, I'm like that with you, but I've known you for so long. Yeah. Paloma, you're like one of the first people I've ever met where like immediately I felt that. And I don't know if maybe that was because it was like the three of us. And, and so I already right. kind of felt naturally myself. Right. Or if it's just something about you. But you, I feel like really brought out. I, I was able to show up as myself. That's so, that is like the nicest compliment I've ever received. I'm not <laughs> kidding. True. I like, one of my missions is like to make sure everyone's included and feeling valued. So just like hearing like, I feel like I could be myself. I'm like, oh, really? You don't have to wear like a mask or something, you know, because we do like you're saying code switching or you put up a front or like, you know, like you just have like a mask on where and there's only certain people that you're like, I can just be on this couch and not and like not have to perform yes. or mm-hmm. entertain or I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just me always needing to. You know what I think is one of my <laughs> like telltale signs of like a really good friendship when you don't feel like you have to fill the silence when you can just Yo. sit together and be quiet. Yeah. And you don't have to be like, so how's work? Like, right. That when you're comfortable just being quiet together, like Kenzie and I sometimes will hang out and not say a word to each other. Right. <laughs> we just sit on the couch <laughs> together. It's just nice to like be, in be your alone presence. with someone. Yeah. Yeah. And also then that isn't like emotionally exhausting. Right, right, you right, know? right. I think like I used to be well before when I was saying like before, like I put so much um emphasis on my social life, like when I was mm. younger, like so much. Like that was the most important thing to me. And it's still really important to me, but it's so much more important to me to be myself because I do not want people around who make me feel like I have to act different which is why it's so hard, you know, being around people you have to be around mm-hmm. and, and that make you feel like you need to be different and act different and do whatever. So I feel like when I do meet people, like, yeah, I'm nice and I'm trying to put my like best foot forward, but also like, I'm also going to act, like if you see me with friends, like this is how I'm gonna act when I'm around you. So mm-hmm. if you don't like it, that's fine. 
please be on your way. But um, if you do, here it is, because this is what it is. And I think that's so important because if you meet someone and you aren't fully yourself at the beginning, mm-hmm. how deep do you get in before, like me with the influencer problem, how deep do you get in before you let them know right. who you are, what you do? And right. then for them too, they're like, you're not who I thought you were. Yeah. So this feels a little bit weird now and right. I don't really. And I think if you show up as yourself from the beginning, Maybe every friendship won't pan out, but the ones that do will be really good. Mm-hmm. What do you think make like a ride or die friend? Mm-hmm. And I know like sometimes that term feels like you don't have like that's like boundaries. Like you don't have to like truly like be running from the <laughs> like hops with these people. But it's like <laughs> <laughs> what makes that what what separates like a ride or die friend mm-hmm. versus like a good friend or a close friend, but not like. I think being able to show up as yourself, fully yourself. That, and I think that now, even in your adult years, especially, you see um, who's there for you when you need them. And I mean, only time tells, and you can see the people who, and and it's as small as just like, hey, I'm thinking about you, like, hope your mom's doing okay. Just certain things like that, that just go such a long way, at least personally. I'm I'm a very words of affirmation. So if someone even were to text me or, just saying like thinking about you hope you're doing well i'm like wow they took time out of their day to like reach out to me and hope that i'm doing well and things like that um so just knowing who's there i think it's also like who shows up when things are bad yeah you know like that's what i was gonna say with my close friends i try really really hard to be there in the fun stuff of course but really in the hard times and be calling texting even though that is not my natural state um <laughs> all the time because yeah. I, I know and asking can i bring you anything can i do anything right um i think when i went through my miscarriage that really um brought me closer to some of my friends right. because they were really there yeah mm-hmm. and it was god why am i crying <laughs> but it was like the the friends and the family who were down to just like sit on the couch with me and like cry with me like that that made me know, like, you are here. You are a ride or die. Well, you're for me. Yeah. You yeah. know, where, when it's They really weren't bad. getting anything out of that. Right, they, right. They're, they were getting nothing out of coming and crying on the couch with me. But they did it. Yeah. And that's to the good and the ugly. I'm crying, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, though, you know? Yeah. And I think that uh, a lot of my, my, uh, like, what I... My inclination, I guess, like what I what I default to is keep it to myself because I don't want to hurt anyone. And when I allow people in for those hard moments, that brings us closer. Yeah. And so I think after that and the miscarriage, especially, I try to be vulnerable with my friends because it, it does not only do I need it then. Right. Like I, I need that support, but it brings us closer. Right. Long term. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think like another thing for ride or die friendships or even just like really really like good close friends is allowing your friend to tell tell you something of what they're going through and not being like and not trying to problem solve yep just being an ear sit there and let me you know cry it out talk it out obviously we're having you know it's a conversation but like it's hard to really feel your feelings with someone when they're like well have you tried this and maybe (laughs) you can try this like that's not what i'm here to talk about I just need to cry and just need you to like sit here and let me do that. Yep. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as a friend being on the other side of that, I think that's something that we can all do more. I think mm-hmm. a, a human instinct is to relate, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. say, oh my gosh, me too. This is just like that thing I went through, right. which can be helpful sometimes, right? right if right, someone's right. feeling alone in something. But I think uh, I was watching a, a Vlogbrothers video of John Green and he was talking about how one of the most impactful things someone ever said to him was he was a chaplain in um, a children's hospital. And he was, you know, seeing all these horrible things going on. And his mentor said to him, don't just do something, stand there, which is like the opposite of what people say, right? Don't just stand there, do something. Right. But like, don't try to fix it. Don't try to do that. Just stand there. Just be there. Just Mm -hmm. show up. Yeah. And I think that is so valuable that sometimes we need to don't just do something, stand there. Right. Be there. Just showing up. Show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just showing up and being there. In, in the darkest hours, honestly. And it's okay to not have all the answers. Yeah. Right. Right. If I'm talking to you guys about my miscarriage, there's nothing to solve. Right. There's not there's nothing we can do to help that. If if you're opening up to us about some issue that you're having with your family or your life, we can't always fix it, but we can be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why adult friendships are so f- valuable. Like yeah. yeah. In in those dark hours, you're just like I just need someone, you know? And And even when you have an amazing significant other, they can't be everything. Yeah. Yeah. You you need friends. You need a village. You need people around you. Whether or not you're in the same phase of life, just having people who will show up. Hmm. Yeah. Well, also not like you said, the instinct to retreat within yourself. Mm. You can't be everything for yourself either. In the same Mm. way, no one person can be enough. Snaps for that. I think I've spent so much of my life trying to be everything everything Mm -hmm. Mm i agree i think like i am a very independent person Mm -hmm. and i often don't rely on anyone to do anything for me or even want anyone to do anything for me yeah but that is so heavy Mm -hmm. and so lonely and i feel like honestly like this year maybe last year i was like i really need to like just open up and i need to like I let people in and I'm, I'm, you know, I am warm, but when it comes down to like things that need to be done or like my own true feelings about stuff, it's like only I can fix it. Only I can do this. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it because what's that going to do? Well, mm. girl, a whole lot, a whole lot. Yeah. A whole right. lot. And I started doing that a lot with you, like living with you and watching you cry literally every day <laughs> after I was done being annoyed by it. I was like, this is good. This is good. And we had moments where we just Girl, we, we opened the floodgates okay, and they haven't literally <laughs> one time one time we we had just first moved into our first apartment last year. We were like oh in my the God, bathroom. This story girl. I just have to tell it because it's so ridiculous, but like it was like a real thing. We were in the bathroom and I don't know how why we ended up in the bathroom, but we were just like talking and then all of a sudden we are sobbing. Like I mean ugly snotty Ryan, cries like, looks at me I, I can't even think about it too much because i will start crying again but she just looked at me and was like i value you so much and you're so important to me and uh and it's i really like, felt that you know yeah love you love you you know how i think we should end this episode i a group think hug. Oh, just <laughs> i cannot believe you I know. Just, was that she, hates, she hates hugging <laughs> i think everyone watching this and us should text someone who has been there for us um, through something, whether it was today, yesterday, five years ago, no matter how serious or not serious it was, someone who just showed up for you and be like, hey, 
I wanted to let you know like this meant a lot to me because I think a lot of the times we don't say that. We just kind of think it. We just kind of think it and yeah. we're like they know. And yeah. some, and sometimes they do know, but I let your friends know. It's and, and, nice and, to hear. Yeah. I will be texting on my flip phone. <laughs> oh, right. I've, I'm currently <laughs> filming a video where uh, I'm using this for a week. So it's going to take me about five million years to type out <laughs> my appreciation, but I will do it. Yeah. And just I guess that's what we need to. It's a good reminder to always remember to let your friends know how much you love them and yes. hold them mm-hmm. close. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love you guys. I, I love, love you. you. Too. And I'm going to hold you very close. I yeah. can't believe you just said that you love. Well, I was in my feels and yeah. you guys were crying and, you know, doing all <laughs> that. It out of you. Yeah, I Sierra did tear. Like, yeah, I did tear. Did you though. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, the, if Paloma can cry every day, you can cry once a year. Yep. Yeah, I think I do. I do that now. <laughs> That's so no, good. It's, it's, no, Sierra, listen. I do. Yeah, she'd be crying out. more. It's fantastic. Yeah, crying. crying Ryan. Yeah, crying Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> what were we watching that you were sobbing that I was like, I cannot believe you're crying right was now. It, was it, uh, what's that panda movie? Kung Fu Panda? Uh, turn, no, no. That turning one too. Red. Turn, was it oh. Turning Red? Oh, oh my gosh, movie. I think it was Turning Red. <sighs> but also I did cry. But I mean, well, that turning doesn't mean red anything. Turning Red was so right. good. I love Turning Red. So good. It was good. I was crying. I was going to say, we're going to need to unpack that yeah, Disney movie because that's pretty, that movie was pretty deep. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was really good. But my friends, our friends, our friends, you, you guys. our friends, we do we appreciate you. you. We yeah. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, God, that was about to be the worst segue. And you know how <laughs> you know how you can let us know you value us? Yep. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you can do on Spotify now, too. Oh, really? Yes. Right, five stars. <laughs> Please. Yeah, you can do on Spotify. That can count as your gratification text. Exactly. <laughs> like this video. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but also we're virtual friends so i guess it does count yeah no yeah yep all right well that's it yep yep that's it i can go it. get a tissue yeah. hug your friends <laughs> hug your friends hug your dog yeah right out leave your boyfriend at home yeah <laughs> get a babysitter mm-hmm. for the boyfriend mm-hmm. it's called the xbox it is <laughs> bye, bye, bye guys, guys. <laughs>